this is going to be a very exciting episode of the Boulevard. Because of the inauguration about to happen? No, because of what you just told me we're going to be talking about, which I had no yeah. idea about until two seconds ago. It was, it was like. you know, it was not an intentional mystery. I actually, at one point, was thinking of emailing you over the weekend and being like, blah, 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 guess what we saw? It's so good. But I didn't. Um, so the mystery is over. Also, hi, Karen. Hello. Hello. Happy to see you on the boulevard. Hello. Um, so, yeah, one of the things we did during the long weekend we watched season one of Cobra Kai. Yeah. And you liked it. And I'm it. happy to say, not just me loving it, but my beloved really likes it too. She got into it. Isn't it a complete and total delight? 100%. It is complete like, and total delight. It is like balm. It soothes the soul. You know what I love about it? Aside from, you know, like the callbacks to the film and, and like the general still kind of 80s tone of it there's no real bad guy on the show you just keep taking turns rooting for and against yes. different people and yes. and it, the wheel keeps turning and keeps yep. turning and keeps turning um because, and, because and so you watched it though when we first talked about this a couple of weeks back you just seen the first couple episodes how much have you seen now i have seen all the way through the end of season three Oh, so you're, you've seen everything they've done. I've seen okay. everything. So you definitely know more still of what's to come than I. Um, because you've only seen the first season. The, the first season. Okay. Yeah. And you know what Alyssa said? And I agree. Now, yes, this is a reboot of a movie. So it's, you know, it's switched media, but medium. But uh, it reminds me of what they did with Fuller House which I think is the prototype for the best reboot. Um, because everything that happens in like 30, 35 years later feels exactly right and believable yep. and nothing feels forced and that like these people are where they are and then got there in a logical way. Now you can do that because in both of these shows, your young and teen characters have now grown into the adults as opposed yes. to adults have just grown into older adults that are still acting dumb which is what the, a lot of these shows do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very, very clever and tons of fun. Well, I think what they, there are a ton of things that they did that I think were just absolutely brilliant from the fact that there is no real villain, the fact that, um, you know, that they've created these older characters who definitely aren't dumb, but have, dumb moments but the dumb moments we all have because we all are carrying the scars of our childhood with us through life you know yeah. and, yeah, and take, you know we react to our wounds yeah. yeah yeah and and so every time so this is what's happening with the older characters they are reacting to these wounds that they received when they were when they were kids you know and and the wounds the wounding that they did to each other and um and so it makes complete sense when they behave the way that they behave, right? Um, it doesn't, you don't stop and go, well, why the hell are they doing that? You know, like, that's ridiculous. You and get also, it. like, the one step forward, two steps back thing. Like, yeah. like, Johnny and Daniel makes sense. Like, we're just like, okay, you guys are older now and you're both on the show. So in my mind, I'm like, you talk it out and now you become friends and it's not that easy. No. Because 
they didn't have a friendship to build on and the things that like they resent each other for like they just keep pouring salt or salt yeah. gets poured into they, those respective wounds for each of them and they, you, and it's a rewind they keep pick, and it pick, picking sense. at each other yeah. yeah and the other thing that i really love too is that with the younger crew of kids because this isn't necessarily about the adult relationships. It's also right, about the relationships right. between their kids, the kids that they you have, and the kids really that they mentor. integrated, I think. Yeah, and there are so many parallels um, between what was going on with Danny and Johnny when they were in the Karate Kid movie, when they were teenagers, happening, you see happening with their own kids and sort of replaying in a new generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and but but what you didn't get to see is that the way that you think it's going to play out actually twists and twists and twists again. So yeah, and you time, must you must yeah know more every, of that than I do. Yeah, every time you sort of think, oh well, this is oh okay, I see what they're doing. I see I see how they're setting this up to appear this way mm -hmm. um you know or this rivalry or what have you know this rivalry is is doing doing that they they pull that rug right out from under you and it's like there is a new rivalry and there is a and there are new alliances and um and it's just really 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 well done and as they build that layer then you start to see parallels with actually what's going on right now and and how that and and the shifts and the changes it is brilliantly done i don't know yeah it's it's hard to actually get ahead of the show yeah it really is there's a lot that you go i didn't see it coming i didn't see it coming there is a big finale at the end of season 2 and i can't ruin okay. it for you don't um, please but you it is just like like it caught like I was it was such a shock that they that they went where they went with this finale and I would have never in a million years imagined it and yet they did it and they pulled it off and it was so well done and it led into season three in a very very brilliant way interesting yeah I can't, I can't wait to find time to jump back oh, in it's so it's so hard to like sort of talk about it don't 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 say anything more. Don't and speak. Not be able to talk about it. But yeah. Um, so, and and again, the relationships between the adults um, like continue on, and they, and you know, and it's just honestly like I really kind of he was such a big bad back when we were kids for the Karate Kid. I have such a crush on Johnny now. Like, and, you know, and but I feel like you would have had a crush on him then because he was a big bad. Yeah, but now it's like even more because he's just so pathetic. Um, it, you know, he's he is the guy and we all know that guy. We know that guy. He's hanging on to his glory days. Right. Because his glory yeah, days totally. were his high school. I mean, he oozes Bruce Springsteen out. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like and there's no. And, and how sad is that when it's like your biggest accomplishment happened when you were in high school, you know, and you were but never. It also was, was wasn't even like a complete accomplishment because some new kid came and stole your thunder. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he has just basically had like the past thirty years to like be bitter, right, and just ha and live this sort of incomplete life. But he's such a where he's like so endearing. He's that's so the thing. Like 
he has kind of deserved a lot of the shit in his life. Like he's earned that. He like he's not great and fallen on hard luck. Like some of that is his own fault, his own doing. But you also appreciate him that much more for how he tries to pull himself up out of it around right. the time we meet. Um, and I have to say, I think William Zappa is so terrific. He is. He really is. I mean, I, I he's a wonderful actor. Yeah. Like, who yeah. knew? It's a, great, it's a great idea, and it's a great vehicle to show off that these guys are more than just, you know, young actors from iconic 80s movies. And the other thing that I really loved that they did was with Ralph Macchio, um, with the character of Danny. In The Karate Kid, he was, like, definitely, strictly an 80s movie. There was good, which was Danny and Mr. Miyagi, and there was bad, which was Johnny and Cobra Kai. And there really was no gray areas. And what I really loved about this is they not only did they give Johnny gray areas, they also gave Danny gray areas. And I'm sorry. Like, yeah, they blur, they blur all the lines. You know, rewatching this and thinking things over. And I'm kind of like looking at it from Johnny's point of view. And I'm like, you know what? Danny was kind of a dick, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm kind and, of like, But also he's grown up to kind of still do some dick things yeah. as a father and businessman, too. Exactly. And he has grown up to to also do dick dickish things. And so, you know, and and they and they and they let they allow him. Like I feel like in the karate kid, like they felt like these characters had to be, you know, you had your white hat and you had your black hat and this mm-hmm. is this is the way yeah, they were largely uncomplicated in that regard. Yeah. And this one they actually let them be nuanced and they let them be, you know, not great people sometimes but it still meant that it's in their heart they were good and that goes for johnny too like in his heart he is a good person right and they and they now add to his backstory so that you see a larger picture of what johnny grew up i mean some of which perhaps might be a slight retcon but but it does paint a larger context for what johnny was dealing with before we meet him and then after the movie ended right right um, so anyway, I'm and it's so exciting. The episodes like are so jam packed and and flow so effortlessly into the next one. And I really am impressed by a lot of the younger cast. Um, no, I really like. It. I love um, the actress who plays Danny's wife. I think is quite yeah, good too. Um, so so don't say anything else because I really don't want it spoiled. And I hope I can jump back in maybe the next couple weeks and finish the other two seasons. Uh, but it was definitely a real, that that one's a real winner. That I'm going to tell you, find, make sure you find time because the next two seasons are really, really worth it. Okay. Like find time because they, they are really worth it. What do you say, guys? Are you also watching? Have you already caught up to it? Did you watch some of it and maybe not the newest season? And are you liking it? Clearly, you don't really have to know or remember anything from the original movie. But no, it's a they, throwback. Yeah, I mean, no, they, they give, give you flashbacks that yeah. that are helpful. But even then, the show would still survive without them. Like, there are certain scenes I understand. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is a clear mirror image of what happened in Karate Kid 1 here or here at the beach or whatever. But even if you don't know or pick up on that, it's you still are completely taken in by the ride. Right. Okay. 
So I'm going to hopefully catch up as soon as I can. Okay. Okay. Highly recommend. So what else you got? We watched most of, not yet all of the first season of Bridgerton on Netflix. Oh, and? Uh, I mean, it's fine. It's it's not more than than anything. But I'm, I don't know, like, I feel like I should recommend it to you. Just given your, like, romance bona fides, um, it might be worth checking out. I just think it's it's a pretty straightforward, like, sexed up period thing. <laughs> like another one of those outlanders, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but, but much lighter. In the, I mean, like, it is a drama. There's only so much humor to it. Um, but, you know, it's there's one family... Four sons, four daughters. It essentially focuses on one daughter's journey as she meets this other man and and the relationship that, that builds up. Um, you know, some of the characters are Black. And while at first that it seems colorblind, it eventually is acknowledged that there is a reason written into the show why that is. It's neither... It's not too political or heavy-handed about it. Um, now, Shonda Rhimes didn't create it, but she does produce this show. So she essentially does what she's been doing in all of her shows for more than 15 years, which is like, I'm going to fill the room with diversity. And I'm not necessarily going to call it out. It's just going to be the picture you see. So this is a lot in keeping with that. Um, I don't, it's hard for me to be completely taken in. I don't, I don't find anything gripping about the story. Um, it's based on a series of novels by Julia Quinn. Um, but but I think the way it's going to be structured is that they're eyeballing multiple seasons and different siblings are going to be the lead in different upcoming seasons. So we see their different like love journeys in them. Oh, that's, so, yeah, that's how they do the books usually with the with romance series. Is you so, it, but, so it feels there is an imbalance because you there are no real subplots. There, it's it's largely yeah. just characters orbiting, yeah. like the the main woman Penelope, um, and and that's it. The one then there's a character who's part of another family and that's the actress who plays her is the only one I really recognized going in her name is Nicola Coughlin who's on the show Dairy Girls which I love also available on Netflix and she doesn't have very much to do um so you know we've seen five of the eight episodes I think and it's fine um but but kind of little ado unless something miraculous happens in the next three episodes so we'll see but i would be curious if you watch some of it to see what your response was with a more insidery take okay i will um i'll try and watch it this week then i'll see if I you can know get... you might i think you get a taste of it by two episodes okay okay but good to know if, it, if you do take to it then you know there's only six more well i watch something do tell okay it's a Netflix film called The Last Days of American Crime. Ooh, crime. Crime. And it is based on a graphic novel. Um, it is set in a dystopian future where um, 
felt a little too close to home. We're with uh, crime and terrorism on the rise. Um, the U.S. government has developed a signal that it can broadcast um, that makes it impossible for criminals to commit crimes, to knowingly commit crimes. Apparently, it is some sort of signal um, that when you're doing something naughty, you hear almost like a dog whistle and it is absolutely unbearable and it kind of melts your brain if you continue the crime. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm going to rob a bank, the signal and the signal is, you know, I, I'm doing something bad. I end up tripping the signal. So I hear the signal. If I continue to do the bad thing, it will eventually melt my brain and make me a vegetable. So that's how they're going to deter crime. Other than that, I cannot tell you what the fuck went on in this because whole movie. Because you don't want to spoil Wait. No, because it made no fucking sense. Is it fun to watch? Kind of. Is... Kind of. It was, it was kind of, okay, in the beginning it was really fun to watch. By the end it was just absolutely bananas. And I was like, and I would have enjoyed it more if, if I had like understood what the hell was going on. I mean, there is some plot to, and, and basically it takes place in Washington, like in Seattle, I think, cause they kept showing what I think was the space needle. And the only, the only escape was to Canada. Again, it was sort of like, oh my God, like this is projecting our future. Um, so like Canada was like the promised land, but it was the promised land if you were a criminal, right? But for some reason, even before this signal is going into effect, the entire city is completely lawless, right? There's the police are afraid to go out there and actually police. There's looting in the street. There's all sorts of rioting. Um, people are just like running, running ragged. And maybe that's why the federal government decided that they were going to like put out this like creepy signal and so basically before the signal takes over um this guy who was like a master bank robber gets picked to do like this final ultimate crime and the person that picks him is this mobster's son who like is trying to like show up his dad i don't know it's never made clear um <laughs> they are going to be stealing like billions of dollars um because like and it is literally billions of dollars because there's so much um, money that they're trying to take out of circulation. They actually can't destroy it fast enough before the new money goes into circulation. So they're going to steal a billion dollars of this old money to do what? I don't know. But then they're going to drive the truck full of the billion dollars over the border to Canada. I don't know. It was so convoluted and it made absolutely no sense. And all of a sudden, the sort of anti-hero guy that we're kind of rooting for, but we're kind of not, what's his name? Uh, Graham Brick. Um, all of a sudden, he's having an affair with like the mobster's son's girlfriend. And we don't know why that's happening either. Um, it was, it just made no sense. Um, the amount of times these people should have been dead and they just kept on trucking was a bit shocking. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it was, and it was like, it was like watching Grand Theft Auto. And in fact, one time, I don't know if you've ever played that video game. GTA? Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, at one point, like 
one of the characters basically like carjacks a car and the person that they boot out of it like makes the same noise that the person that you boot out of a car in Grand Theft Auto makes. <laughs> um, I will say there was kind of the high point of this was actually seeing, um, um, now I'm forgetting his name, um, Michael Pitt. Oh yeah, where has he been? Yeah. We talked about that recently too. Uh, since uh, Boardwalk Empire, we're like, where did he go? Oh, I didn't realize he was in Boardwalk Empire. So I haven't seen him since what was that the hell that movie he did with I think it was Sandra Bullock, the um Murder by Numbers? Yeah, was Murder by Numbers. With yeah, Justin Timberlake. Was it Murder by Yeah, it was I think it was that one. Um I think it was Murder by Numbers. Yeah, I hadn't seen him since that. I didn't realize he was in um but he wasn't even on it till the end. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess he's done a lot. It looks like he has since. But I guess it's just stuff that I haven't seen. Anyway, he played the son of the mobster. And he was just doing this heist um, so that he could say he did the last, he, he made the last, you know, the last big American crime, right? Like the name of the movie. Like he just wanted to be known for doing that because he didn't need the money. Um and so he is playing this mobster's kid who is like very over the top and very spoiled and and eccentric. And I will say he did a fantastic job. Like he was great. He was he was totally great to watch. And um, and I enjoyed his role. Other than that, it was such a head scratcher. Interesting. So what I do remember about this, it came out over the summer and yeah. I remember that it got a really bad reception. Um, and it also opened right around the time that, you know, like the, the air was all let out after the George Floyd death and all of the, the unrest, you know, yeah. like, I feel like that happened around the exact same time that this was, uh, released on Netflix and just got like buried underneath all of, all of that, you know, very important reporting. Um, well, I mean, it was so funny because there were almost callbacks to that, particularly what was going on in Portland, where they kind of like, you know, the the protesters took over that area of Portland, whatever area. I don't really know Portland, Oregon at all. So I have no idea what area it was, but where they basically like made their own little town, you know, yeah, yeah. It, within Portland. And they you know, depending on who you talk to, it was either utopia or completely lawless, um, right. you know, take your pick. And I almost felt like there was, this was like a bit of a callback to that where it was just this, like, you know, this area where the police had just completely lost control and they weren't even trying anymore. Um, and it was sort of weird to kind of watch, um, the, the, the lead character who was playing, uh, Graham Brick, who is kind of like this badass, right? Just move through this city where people were like fighting and throwing things and shooting each other and looting and all this stuff happening. And he just walks right on home. Like, <laughs> like nothing going like, And I'm like, and a lot of, and it wasn't only him either. It was like all of these characters were doing that. There was all of this stuff going on around them and they're just walking through it. Like it's, you know, like they're just walking down, I don't know, like Fifth Avenue, like nothing weird going on here, just going home. It was so strange. It was all so strange. Um, so I can't say that I'd recommend it, but I can't say I was I was sorry that I 
saw it necessarily. It was kind of like, but I, I, you know, I kind of dig those dystopian end of days movies. So I think that yeah. that just kind of scratched that itch for me. You get that. But it made absolutely so, sense. It will probably live somewhere lower on my list. Yeah, no, I don't think you need Cobra to. Cobra Kai that. seasons two and three. No, I definitely think Cobra Kai should take precedent. Absolutely. Good. There we go. So uh, another show that I watched was the first two episodes of WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Oh, but I was kind of thinking about I, watching that. Well, I recommend it. Do you get Disney+. Plus? Yeah, I don't know for how much longer, but we do have it. To dive in right now, they released the first two episodes last weekend. And then I think it's one episode at a time until all nine have aired. So week by week, which is now annoying because if I stream, I expect to binge. But yeah. um, I, I, I don't know. I want to watch another episode or two before I kind of weigh in on how I think it is so far and where I think they're going with it. But I do recommend it. So I put that recommendation out there. Um, and the credits are like 12 minutes of their own. So the episodes are shorter than you think. So, okay. So how many did you see? That was all, that was all I had to say. Oh, <laughs> okay. That? How many did you see? The, the first two. It was first two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll give that a shot. It's definitely easy enough to sit through. Um, you know a little bit about the premise, though? That no, it's set no. in, like, the 50s? So it's, it's Wanda and Vision from the Avengers franchise i don't know anything about the avengers maybe the okay so that was my next question because i know when we talked about the movies in the past you had um paul bettany and elizabeth olsen are characters in the world of the avengers they are a couple and this takes them out of the world of the avengers and puts them in a 1950s uh from 50s 60s um sort of sitcom world complete with laugh track and commercial breaks and everything but I, they drop hints that it's not just a pastiche thing they may be living in some world where all is not what they think and are going to wake up to it okay that's what I, that's what i think it is so far um i'm curious if this is really like what should be a high concept movie broken up into nine episodes in TV or if it actually works on its own as a TV show. So I guess I've given you some of my initial uh, review already. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Oh, and the character that Paul Bettany is playing um, is not a human, but an android who was at one point a villain and has since turned to good. Ah, Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of on the fence about that. But if it's Avengers, I'm probably not going to watch it. I'll watch it. Just wait for me to okay. fill you in. Yeah, fill, fill me in later. That works, too. If you guys are watching it and keeping up with it, let us know your thoughts as well. If any of you saw The Last Days of American Crime, please do also weigh in. Or on Bridgerton. 
And yeah, I'm not sure what's on deck for us in the next coming week. So if you guys have recommendations, more movies dropping to all the streaming platforms every week, uh, let us know because we're happy to continue that dialogue. Okay, I guess I'm going to bed. Okay, it is time for Karen to say goodnight. Yes. Good say night. goodnight, Karen. Good night, Karen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye, and we will see you next week back on the boulevard. Bye.